What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? Welcome to another edition of the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. On today's episode of the Blitz, Arthur Motes and I are yapping about the draft, but before we fully focus our attention on draft day, we've got some good news, a maybe the cherry on top of the Bill Nunn story that Arthur Motes and I have been discussing the last few years. We've also got to talk about some fifth-year options. The Steelers picking up a fifth-year option? waiting on somebody else let's discuss we'll also catch up with our buddy brian backo today because it is a thursday and it is draft day here we go euler and moats are on the air this is the steelers blitz on your 24 7 home of the black and gold snr steelers nation radio What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Thursday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Boats. Between the two of us, a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. You should know the drill by now, but if you don't, you want to get involved over the next couple of hours, how you can do so is on the dot com. I'm talking the Twitter.com, of course, at Wesley Euler, at the body 52 Mozi, we've been waiting, mm-hmm. we've been waiting, mm-hmm. and waiting some more, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and previewing, mm-hmm. and covering every angle, mm-hmm. and every possible hypothetical, mm-hmm. and what if this happens, what could that mean, but what if that happens, and what could that mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We finally made it, partner, tonight is the night we get answers to all the questions we've been asking since January. Yes, Lord. <laughs> we are here. I cannot wait, I cannot wait, but Mozi, uh, like I said there in the little, um, the little preview intro thing that your, we do your little you know, montage. At, the, at the start yeah. of all these little episodes. Before we kind of fully, Not montage, your monologue. Excuse me. <laughs> before we, you're, you're something else. Before we fully shift our attention to the draft for the rest of the show, I think there's some, some housekeeping items we need to touch on here yes, first, yes. right? There is some keeping of the house, though. It needs to be done. Um, both with the current team, both with the Steelers organization in terms of history. Let's start there. Good news. Mozi, it's something you and I... I mean, honestly, in the in the three years that we've been doing this show together, we've discussed it. We've kept an eye on it, particularly around the Hall of Fame cycles. But Bill Nunn getting inducted finally, right? Getting, uh, yeah, inducted into the Hall of Fame. And now it's about, you know, officially official as it all can be. Absolutely. As his bust was unveiled last night in Canton uh, with his family there. Really cool to see. And I tell you, man, they, they do so good with those busts. I mean, it looks, it looks a lot like them, but just... Again, a, a story that you and I have followed, a guy who for so long it seemed like wasn't getting the, the roses that he deserved, the credit that he deserved as being a just an instrumental part of that 70s Steelers dynasty. Well, Motsi, no more. Bill Nunn, uh, elected into the Hall of Fame, now officially inducted, and uh, just, just really cool to see that last night. Yeah, without a doubt, man. Long overdue. But like I said, it was beautiful to officially yeah. see the bus. That's the... Final that's the culmination yes, moment. Absolutely. That's that's the moment that, man, now you get to publicly be celebrated. You're forever immortalized. You, you know, are gonna always be remembered in this game and your impact on it, both yes. on and off the field and things along that nature. So, man, to see that moment for his family to be able to experience that, man, it, it was just a beautiful sight to see. And when you just think about, you know, what this means for him and what this means for the organization. Yeah. 
down those two things are going to forever be linked together. We don't ever have to worry about that part of the history being forgotten, that part yes. of the history being overlooked. He's always going to be stamped, and that's always going to solidify the Steelers in terms of what they did for the game of football and ultimately man, just changing how it was from a scouting standpoint and from a talent standpoint and ultimately a diversity and barrier yes, barrier breaking standpoint 100%. that was the the part that really gets you know overlooked in this whole thing 100 people were not going to hbc <laughs> exactly yeah. and, and, and it could be for whatever reason people want to sure, use sure. but at the end of the day there was a void there and he was the guy Absolutely. who went and found it he was the 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 trailblazer the trendsetter the the guy that went against the grain and i'm forever grateful because if that doesn't happen then i never happen sure. from a professional standpoint so that's the beauty of this man Absolutely. for it to come full circle like that i think the term um I think the term trailblazer gets used a lot. Uh, it's 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 aptly so here when we discuss Bill Nunn, without a doubt. Trailblazer, game changer, and now finally gets the recognition that it was so overdue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've said this before, Arthur Motes. I feel like I said this to you, what would it have been? Uh, about a half a year ago, maybe a little bit longer, whenever Bill Nunn was, whenever we, we found out that he would be inducted into the Hall of Fame. My favorite Bill Nunn story ever is him saying that, you know, part of the secret to his success, his scouting mm-hmm. success, was that when he would go scout these schools, he would look and see where all the kids were going on Friday night to dance and hang out. Can you dance? Can because you dance? Because he'd like to see those big men, those offensive linemen, those defensive linemen, if he could see them out on the dance floor and knows that they got some feet and some moves. He knows that they're a good athlete and they're going to be able to play at the next level. That was always my favorite little Bill Nunn story. Scouting the dances, not just the practices when he went to gotta all these Gotta be unorthodox, man. Gotta got be unorthodox, man. You can't follow the beaten path. You got to go ahead and make your own lane. <laughs> without a doubt. And without a doubt. And trust me, that that's one of a kind right that there, is, man. Bill Nunn is one of a kind. And again, uh, the culmination last night, great for, for his family. And, and Motes and I just obviously had to start there today and, uh, and give a big shout out to Bill Nunn and to his family as well too now that that is officially official the culmination with his bust being unveiled in canton last night and we're gonna have much more of that mozi as we roll along here in the next few months a lot of steelers busts gonna be unveiled in canton arthur motes wesley Ullard is the steelers blitz here on draft day few more things that we want to discuss before we fully turn our focus to the draft tonight in cleveland arthur motes mega fitzpatrick fifth year option picked up by the pittsburgh steelers officially announced uh, that's not surprising, right? We all knew that that was coming. It was just a matter of time. Without a doubt. This is more so a formality. Um, I still don't anticipate him playing on the fifth-year option. Yeah. I feel like this is just to take that correct added pressure, that added narrative, and just throw it away right now. Because if you don't pick up the option, well, then the narrative becomes, well, is this a make-or-break year for Minka? Are they going to move on for Minka? And things, along like, and things along that line when we all know that, hey, an extension is going to get worked out sooner rather than later but this just like i said cancels that one narrative and ultimately just is the first step to the extension that he's ultimately going to be in line to get i would be i wouldn't be surprised if a similar thing is with tj watt as well yeah. man, in terms yes. of and in fact i think did they already they i believe they, they did I, already, they already did. They would did it last year absolutely year. Yep. yeah so same concept right there neither one of those guys are going to ever see that fifth year right. option no you just use it for like I said, the formalities of it to take the pressure to take the narrative away. Sure. But other than that, deals are going to get done, extensions are going to get made because they're real generational talents, yeah, all and, pro and, guys. And when you look at Minka, his work speaks for itself. Yes, you look at the body work since he's got here. You look at how the defense has drastically improved since he's gotten here, and you look at how his play has continued to improve mm-hmm. since he's gotten here. It makes perfect sense, man. This is one of those. Hey, man, we we didn't we we didn't get drafted together. 
but ultimately you wouldn't want to fuck me. Right. It's that simple. <laughs> Mike Tomlin knew when he looked into Minka Fitzpatrick's eyes back mm-hmm. at that Alabama Pro Day, it might not happen right away. It's that simple, man. But you're the one one day. Man. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I think it is, in a sense, just a formality. They'll get him locked up to a long-term deal. Same with T.J. Watt. As we know, those two guys, both young, you could argue that they're only going to get better, right? You know what I mean? That they still could get even better and improve. Um, both have been all pros at this point. Yeah, I, I think that's that's an easy business decision for the Steelers, though. Now, Arthur Motes, there could be maybe more complicated decision for the Steelers related to another safety, right? While Minka Fitzpatrick has had his fifth-year option picked up, what's going to happen with fellow safety, same draft class, Terrell Edmonds? They have Motsi until May 3rd to decide. So May 3rd is the deadline for the fifth-year option on Edmonds. Uh, If not, he could become a free agent the following year. How do you think that plays out? This is the unique one. This reminds me of the Bud Dupree scenario. Um, Was that two years ago? Yes. In the sense of both were first-round draft picks, both were guys that were slow to develop in certain areas, right, in terms of Bud, the sacks element. We knew he could play the run. We know that Edmonds could tackle. We wanted more sacks from Bud. We want more interceptions and PBUs from Edmonds. So with both of those guys, you knew that they were still good players. They weren't busts, but they weren't great at the moment. So you had to decide, okay, are you going to bet on the player? Are you going to bet on the organization? Now, for the Steelers' standpoint, they did the fifth-year option and ultimately bet it on Bud. And then Bud responded. And then from there, they both bet on themselves with the franchise tag. And we saw how that whole thing played out for Bud, getting the the contract that he was able to acquire. With Edmonds, similar scenario. They could be asking themselves, okay, do we think – Edmonds can develop the pass defense element of his game to match how good of a run player he is. Mm -hmm. If they feel like he can, well, then you pick up the option. If you feel like that, hey, man, I've seen this guy, especially Coach Tomlin, who specializes in the secondary. If he feels like, man, I've seen enough, I just don't think this guy is going to ever be able to fully comprehend that part of his game. Well, then, yeah, you don't pick up the option, and then you wait to a year from now and you draft his replacement because this year's safety class – I don't feel like you're going to find a guy that's better than Edmonds unless you're moving up to get, you know, a, sure. a, a Trevon a sure. Morig or something Morig, like that. Yeah. Right. If you're not doing that, then I personally don't think that any of these guys are going to come in and just be better than Edmonds. So that's ultimately how I see it. But the thing also with Edmonds compared to Bud in terms of why they also decided to pick up his option. We know with pass rusher, it's a sexy position. We <laughs> know it's a, a premium for it. So you can, you can be an average pass rusher and still get paid elite pass rusher money Correct. solely because of the scarcity of that position. We've seen that with guys like Jadavian Clowney. Absolutely. We saw that with, with uh, what's the, uh, the guy that went to uh, Detroit. Uh, uh, Flowers. Flowers. Trey Flowers. Yep. We saw that with him as well. With Edmonds, he plays the less sexy position from a safety standpoint. He's a strong safety, not a free safety. Traditionally, free safeties are the guys who have a ton of interceptions. Minka Fitzpatrick. Traditionally, strong safeties are guys who have 100-plus tackles per year. Edmonds. (laughs) So you can see the difference, but one gets paid a lot more. It's no different than inside linebackers versus outside linebackers. Outside linebackers get paid a lot more. Inside linebackers, eh, you got to be a freakazoid. So... (laughs) When I think of Edmonds, that's the other thing in terms of why I could understand them saying, well, hey, we might not have to pick up his fifth-year option, but we could still extend him on a one-year or a two-year and on a per-year basis still be cheaper than what he would get on that fifth-year option, but still going to be better than some rookie that you're going to just draft for for hoping and, and wishing purposes. So. I think that this is very nuanced in terms of the decision that's going to go with Edmonds. It's a lot that plays into it. 
But I don't think that it's a – if they don't pick it up, I don't think that means they've given up on him 100% just yet. I just think that financially they can get a better deal on him than that fifth-year options money. Okay. Now, that, that when you put it that way, that I mean, that does make a lot of sense. Whew. Uh, listen. It's, it's layered, not, bro. It's, it, it's a lot of layers with that one, man. It's – it's not just draft decisions that are big this time of year, most seriously, you know, like, man. Because as you just laid it out, it, there there's a lot that plays into that. And um, once you pick up that option, that money's guaranteed. That money now. is guaranteed. So that's the other element. It's not like okay, we're gonna just sign this guy to a contract extension, only two mil of a ten year or only two mil of a ten million dollar extension is mm-hmm. fully guaranteed. No, mm-hmm. once you pick up that option, that ten mil becomes ten mil fully guaranteed. It doesn't matter what happens. That's right. 10 mil fully guaranteed. 100%. So that's why you have to ask yourself, okay, if Edmonds, if we were to extend Edmonds right now, would you be paying him 10? Would you pay him 9? Or would you pay him, what, 5, 6, that range? That's the conversation that you're having if you're the Whew. Steelers in terms of that fifth-year option. I could, get, I could give him a, 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 a bargain by giving him 7. Sure. You see what I mean? Sure. Like, those that, are the types. That could be the difference between a, another free absolutely. agency signing and not. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's still paying him good money because even though, you know, in Pittsburgh, a faction of still nation just feels like he's the worst safety ever and he's a bust and he's <laughs> yeah, all of this. Yep. I would just like to to inform you guys that, no, Edmonds is a good safety. He's, he's just not a, a great safety. safety. He's, yes. just, he's a good starting player in the NFL. Like you and I have talked about with <laughs> Everybody's not all before. pro, man. If Edmonds was a second-round pick, everyone would love him. Absolutely. Yeah. He was a first-round pick, so everybody hates him. Oh, man, he's not living up to it. Think about how many first-round draft picks, not just in Pittsburgh, but in the NFL – aren't even good. Like, think about it. About, about 50%, a, a, about 50% a, don't exactly. even get a second contract. Exactly. So to just assume that all first-round draft picks have to be all pros is, is not realistic. The the facts of it say that for me. Yes. But ultimately, Evans is a good player. The thing is this. He's good at something that's not as sexy as what Minka is good at. Correct. Minka is really good at what? Playing the ball, get interceptions. Mm-hmm. We know what Minka struggles in drastically. Tackling. Tackling. Edmonds, he's great at tackling. <laughs> Not so great at playing Struggles the ball. at playing the ball in coverage. Yep. Even though he's really good at tackling, and you need both of those guys you together. You need that yin and yang. You Absolutely. need it together. If Absolutely. you got two guys that can tackle and nobody that can cover, it doesn't help. Absolutely. If you got two guys that can cover and nobody that can tackle, doesn't it help. doesn't help. <laughs> so they play off of each other they extremely do. well. They do. But the perception around the positions is, well, I want the sexy pick. I want the guy who's going to get the ball. Play, Give me guys. turnover. Give me splash. Yeah. Not thinking about, okay, well, what about in these games where – that splash isn't happening because Edmonds is making the tackle. And, and the you dude, know what I mean? Like, like going for eight yards instead of twenty-eight. So, yards. so those are the things that, <laughs> yes. that we just kind of lose sight of. But trust me, Edmonds he fits this defense extremely well. I agree, hundred percent, hundred percent agree. I I want to see him stay here. Uh, everything you just touched on, particularly too, it, it does feel like him and Minka play off of each other so well, and that's that's very important. There's some. There's some Ryan Clark, Troy Polamalu there. You know what Without I mean? A doubt. Where you've got the you've got the the crazy guy who's going to make plays, and then you've got just the surefire tacker, tackler, solid guy back there as well too. Uh, that's that's the balance that you want at the safety position. So what say Yins? You want that fifth year option picked up on Edmonds? Would you rather just try and sign him to a, a more team friendly contract extension, or are you one of those that Moats just said that you think he stinks and you want to see him move on? Let us know on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. All right now, Arthur Motes. Hey now. That's enough of that, you know, for now. Let's start to look ahead here a little bit to the draft. We know what the people are here for today. They're it here is for the, the draft first today? round. Uh, let me hit the uh, 
Hold on, let me let me hit the little sounder here as we can get our draft sounder going. I gotta know, all right? When I say NFL draft, it's the first memory that comes to mind. The phone call. Ooh. Well, yeah, for me. Seeing that Buffalo, seeing that Buffalo area code come up on the phone? No, no. Remember, I didn't get the call on my phone. That The Buffalo, oh, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. I forgot all about yeah, this story. For, for, for those that don't remember yeah, or those that don't know, on draft day for me, I initially got called by the New York Giants, mm-hmm. and they were talking about they were about to draft me. They were picking a couple slots uh, after the the current pick that was on the board. So I'm excited. I'm getting off the phone with them, and I get another call, and it's the Atlanta Falcons, and they're saying, "Well, hey, we're about to trade back up into this sixth round. We're gonna go ahead and draft you." So you know, I'm really hyped. So now <laughs> I'm coming downstairs to tell my folks the whole time the Bills couldn't get on my line because obviously I was on the phone. Because you were on the phone. So they called my mom. And my mom is the one who actually takes the call. That's and awesome. Everybody downstairs is going crazy because the Bills are actually picking me right, right then right where then. I'm telling them, oh, like, I'm about York, to get Atlanta. picked. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I run downstairs and they're like, nah, the Bills are picking right now. So I literally hang up on Atlanta, right mid-conversations. It's like, click. I grab the phone from my mom. Buddy Nick's the GM who was there in Buffalo at the time, was like, hey, man, you're about to be a Buffalo awesome. Bill. And that I was how that happened. Story. So I never even got a chance to see the 716. I'm thinking right. I'm going to New York. I'm going to Atlanta. You're big like, this city. is great. I'm either going to the Big Apple you know or what I'm going mean? down south. Like, 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 that's that's where I was. And then I get drafted. And, like, and I remember saying to myself, oh, man, where's Buffalo again? Yeah. <laughs> I already took a visit there and everything. Totally forgot it right. in the heat of the moment. They're like, it's in New York. So I'm like, oh, we're going, going to New York. going to New York. Not New York not City. The not the same. Very much not the same. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's what I think of any time we start talking to Jeff. I that just instantly go back there like, man, good times. Now, is that – I think that's something that happens a lot, right, where, like, other teams call guys and oh, like, yeah. we're, we're about to take you. Yes, yes. And is some of that, too – I forget who was saying this, um, but it was one of the – you know, like, over the last 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. uh, all the guys that we know, the Steelers have had a lot of success with undrafted offensive right, right. linemen. We, we've we've discussed them all in the past. One of those guys, and again, I forget who was talking about how, like a lot of teams will call you and be like, "Hey, oh, we're we're gonna take you here mm-hmm. in the in the later rounds because that'll keep you." And then mm-hmm. and then if they don't, mm-hmm. then they can call you back and be like, "Oh, well, I really wanted you. Come sign with sign us as a priority yeah, for your agent." Yeah, absolutely. That's a real thing. Right? No, seriously, because it's a difference of sometimes you know six figures. Sure. If if I draft you in the sixth round at the time for me in the sixth round I got what 116 k mm-hmm. as a signing bonus. Now that number has definitely increased, increased a lot yeah, since the you know these past years. 10 11 yeah. years. But if I would have won as an undrafted free agent or a priority free agent, mm-hmm. I might have got ten thousand dollars. Drastic. You see what I'm saying? It's a massive and, difference. And, and, and remember, like I went like I was with the ninth overall pick of that uh, of the sixth so round. So I was still sixth early round. sixth yeah. round. But the further that thing goes, like You're chopping off every yeah, pick. So we're talking a lot of money can be, you know, saved by these organizations if they go that route. Imagine you're able to get a guy who potentially, you know, you, you know was a fifth round pick to you, but you get him for five grand now because he's a priority free agent. You get him for eleven grand. Oh, big spender. <laughs> like that's that's the big difference. So, so trust me, they they play that game very no, well, man. And I've had Guys that I've known that have ultimately told teams, hey, man, don't draft me. 
because they had that thought process that, oh, this team already said they're going to draft me, and then they don't get drafted, and then that team gives them the okey-doke, hey, come here, sign as a priority for agent. Oh, man, well, we didn't know this guy was going to fall to us. It just worked out that way. Like, nah, man, y'all know what y'all were doing. But that's the NFL. That's that's the, the little gamesmanship, the business side that and no one really talks about, right, man. Like you and I, have, like we've said, I forget who was the one who 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 was the first person to say this. But it was it was it was somebody in the last few years in the NFL that said, as soon as you tell them it's a game, they'll tell you it's a business. Mm-hmm. But if you tell them it's a business, they'll tell you it's just a game. That, that, like seriously, that's exactly what it is <laughs> yeah. every single time. So that's why you got to operate with the mentality of, man, business always. Always. Yeah, and doing what's best for you. Yes, and you can't let organization influence you. You can't let fans influence you either because the perception is just different. The reality of it is different. Yes, yes, 100%. Motsi, I got to know, do you ever go back and look at, like, some of the guys who were drafted before you that didn't make it? You know, you petty like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Sergio Kendall. What's up, University of Texas? Eric Norwood. What's up, South Carolina Gamecocks? What's up? <laughs> oh, 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 want me to keep going? You want to keep going? Oh, you talking about Larry? Huh? Oh, 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 that's Central Arkansas, right? What up, Jacksonville? Okay. Now, let me ask you this real quick. When you, when you, ca- and, and obviously, petty god, <laughs> I, I, maybe, maybe you did, maybe you weren't like specifically pigeonholed, but were you, were you labeled as an inside or an outside linebacker coming out? No, no, no. I, I was a part of the new hybrid term, okay. a tweener. A tweener. I had never heard that term before. He's a because tweener. Because you know, Arthur Motes, I did my research, right? Mm-hmm. You know how this works. I've got yep. the notes on everything. Mm-hmm. I went back and looked. I tried to find some 2010 linebacker rankings, yep. right? And mm-hmm. obviously, it's out there. It's not nearly to the extent that it is now. Right, right, right. But, <laughs> like, there was yes. no pro football focus in 2010. No, no. It was Walter football. It was Walter football, and he had whatever Mel Kuyper and yeah, Todd McShay yeah, said. That, that, that was it. That was it. That was it. Motsi, I'm looking here at the 2010 outside and inside mm-hmm. linebacker rankings from Walter football. Mm-hmm. He's got 26 dudes yep. listed at each position. Mm-hmm. Quick math, that's 52 linebackers yep. in total. Mm-hmm. No Arthur Motes on here. Mm-hmm. Oh, buddy, I'm glad you're petty. Hey. I mean, he's talking about some Luther Brown from USC, you, some Dustin me. Doe from trust Florida. Me. Yeah, you preach to the choir over here, baby. You really want to get nasty with it. Now, there are hey, some hey, nice hey. names. I mean, Sean Lee's on this list. No, 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 I, I, I was going to say, some nice you, names you, on this you, list. you really want to get nasty. Throw DNs in there as well because some people would have me ranked only as a DN. And okay, then, it would, then, then, then the second. knock on me would be, well, he's undersized. No, 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 no nonsense. I'm undersized. Hold on <laughs> But I second. kicks booty. That's what I do. You know what? That's funny. Now, in my, in my uh, infinite research last night, I did not look up uh, Walter Football's defensive end Uh-oh. 2010. Uh-oh. Let's Big see board. what he's talking about. All right, over hold here. on. We got Let's it see right. what he's talking about we over here. Right here. Does Arthur the disrespect Mose? continue? All right, number one was Derek Morgan out of Georgia Tech. I remember him. Derek, actually, a good dude, man. I like Jason Derek. Pierre Paul, number two. Yeah, it turned out pretty well for him. Right. Hey, funny thing with him, we actually went on a visit in Buffalo together. Did you? Rode in the same car. Yeah, it was a crazy, crazy. He still just, had all of his fingers at that he time. He did. He did. <laughs> but, but knowing how we were talking then, I was just kind of like, all right. It didn't surprise me. I can see that. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> Brandon Graham out of Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, you know, that's my dog. You know, you know I love B. Graham. Come he had, on. He's had himself a nice career. Everson Griffin, USC. Yeah, yeah. Carlos Dunlap out of uh-huh. Florida. Alex Carrington, Arkansas State. You know, that was my Buffalo brother, too. That's right. Uh-huh. Corey Wooten out of Northwestern. Yep, that was my boy, too. Jermaine Cunningham out of Florida. Uh-huh. Austin Lane, Murray State. Yeah, I remember Austin. He, Dan- was, one, he was one I was a little frustrated with. 
Daniel Teo, uh-huh. Nisem, Teo Nasem uh, out of Washington. Washington right? Yep, that's the top ten. I'm still. Yep. Not, uh, uh-huh. it's Brandon Lang from Troy. Uh-huh. Trust me, keep it going. CJ Wilson from East yep. Carolina. I remember C- <laughs> CJ and EJ. Yeah, both of the boys. Greg Hardy out of Old Miss. Yeah, not that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Did they have his UFC scouting report on here? Wait a minute. Lindsey Witten out of Connecticut. Oh, I remember Lindsey. No way. (laughs) Alex Daniels out of Cincinnati. You see how they tried me, right? You see? George Johnson out of Rutgers. Now, see, I'm remembering these big East guys. Me and George George trained together for the combine. We were training at a spot called Test in New Jersey. Okay. And I remember every day sizing up like George. All you have is size. That's it. Literally size. Literally, that, that is it. I was like, how did you go to – I remember saying to myself, like, yo, how did you go to Rutgers, bro? That's all I was being right. so – like, You were like, I should have gone to Because that was, like, my energy anytime I got around sure. anybody that was 1A. Sure. I'm sizing you up from the jump. Like, like, how did you get that scholarship and, 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 over and, and, me? An instant disrespect, too. Like, I want you to know. I want you – like, that was always my energy anytime I was and, – and went to the combine, same thing, like – I'm faster than you. I'm stronger than you. I'm better than you. My numbers is nicer than yours. Like, yeah, man. It's supposed to be SEC. I- I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Willie Young, NC State. Yeah, Willie. Willie's my dude, man. He was out in Detroit. He did uh, his name. They they had the gall to put another FCS guy in front of you, Danny Batten yep. from South Dakota State. It, funny thing with this, me and Danny, that was my roommate, my rookie year in Buffalo. Trust me, you talk about the first day me and him met. Oh, and now I got drafted a couple picks ahead of him too, but trust me, Bro, are, trust me. We, we every day we would go. Ahead. We need to talk to Mr. Walter here. He's lying Yo, on you. Yeah, James Ruffin out of Northern Danny. Iowa ahead of you. Hall Davis, Danny. Hall Davis out of Louisiana Lafayette ahead of you. They was trying John me, bro. Fletcher out of Wyoming. That they sounds like a me, character man. from a Western movie. I'm telling you, they were trying. Charles me. Young out of Hampton. Uh huh. Aaron Morgan out of Louisiana Monroe. So now do you see why my energy has been this way for my whole career? <laughs> I, you, still, I'm in the 30s on this on no. this list, and I don't see Arthur Motes. The disrespect here. No, no, no. But think about this, right? You're gonna have one double A defenders that I beat out handedly at the time for winning my award the largest That's the, craziest the, the largest number in the history of the awards the amount of votes I won by and this is like are you like look at their numbers both from a, a testing standpoint and just a gameplay standpoint and it's just like bro make how, how do you make this make sense <laughs> Eugene Sims out of West Texas A&M make it make sense man I'm, I'm all the way <laughs> so Arthur Mutz in 2010 Walter football went 26 interior linebackers deep, 26 outside linebackers deep, and 35 defensive ends deep, mm-hmm. and not one mention for Arthur Motes. You see why my energy now is I see what it why is. you had that energy. You see what it is, man. I, I, I got you. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, how, bro? Down. How? <laughs> Is is it a pro day thing? Pro day numbers was crazy. Is it a combine thing? Combine numbers were crazy. Is it a stats? Stats were crazy. Is it multiple years? Multiple years was crazy. Like what do we make? You need hardware. You need pedigree. You need awards. We got them too. Like what are we looking for? I love it. I just I love the petty look back hey, to draft man. day. And you know what I was thinking today too, Mozi? Is obviously it's been really nice weather this week, and of course yeah. today is just pouring cats and dogs. I'm sure it's the same in Cleveland. You know why I think, from our standpoint now too, that I like Draft Day so much? What's up? It's like the, the movie. It's like the no, not <laughs> I, do, I do like Kevin Costner. No, the Drake song. <sighs> it's it's. It, I feel like the reason that I love it so much is it's like our turn to be a weatherman. 
Mm, yes, and you know what yes. I mean by that? Like, we spend all this time uh-huh. doing all this projecting and everything, but no one really rips you if you're wrong. It just, like, is what it is if you're it wrong. Is, it's expected yeah. that you're going to be wrong. They hit you with it. What's the draft? Nobody's a race. No exact I think that I think that's why I love it so much, because you and I can sit here and we can, oh, Najee Harris this, and mm-hmm. Zayvon Collins that. And if, if the Steelers end up taking some dude at 24 that we haven't discussed at all, no one's going to rip us. They're going to be like, hey, that's just the draft, baby. That's, that's the way she goes. I mean, we're, we're going to either be loving the pick or hating the pick too much to worry about who we said or didn't say we were going to draft. Like, that's just how it goes. Because normally, right, like you and I, we make predictions every week and things like that. If we get them wrong, people get on our case. You know, if, yeah. the, if the Steelers are playing the Chargers and we pick the Steelers to lose and the Chargers win or, and, mm-hmm. and the Steelers beat, everyone's tweeting us, ha, 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 you got it wrong. Nobody does that with the draft. It's like our chance to be a weatherman. We can just – we can – Project all we want, but Just if we're have wrong, a fun. That's it. we're cool. That's why I love the draft, Arthur Motes. We will have uh, our final mock draft upcoming. We'll also catch up with our buddy Brian Backo ahead of the draft tonight. Get his final thoughts, best case, worst case scenario for the Steelers, uh, what he thinks about Minka Fitzpatrick and Terrell Edmonds as it relates to fifth-year options and future contracts as well. You know where to get involved if you want to get at us. Questions, comments, concerns, reactions on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at DaBody50. Dubai. Back go next on draft day. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR.